Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Super Cast Brothers, the Super Smash Brothers podcast where two fucking idiots think they know what they're talking about every other week. And here's the truth. They don't. They just don't. Ever. At all. They're, they're so off base that they, they think they can get inside the mind of a madman and they can't. Like that mind is like a steel trap. You can't get in there. But yet they persist. And on some level, maybe that's admirable. But also maybe it's just insanity. Anyways, uh, I'm Zantok, otherwise known as Lister, and also a very, very bitter person right now, because while the Kazuya amiibo is in my hands, the Sephiroth one is not, and I am upset. I went to the store to get one, and while there were eight Kazuyas there, there were no Sephiroths. There was a label. There was a little place where it should have been. But it was empty. It was empty. And when I got home, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to order one online. Not going to let that one go. There are some I've wanted that I've missed out on. Because I wasn't collecting them as hardcore then. And then I started getting into them. I was just like, damn it. I'm not going to get these ones now because they're rare as fuck. I ain't letting Sephiroth slip past me. Look at that lovely creature. Mm, yes. Yes. Ah, I don't know if it's a stick up his ass. There are several of those. Yeah, that's fair for him. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, at some point, we need to figure out which Amiibo has the most unfortunate, like, extra support placement. Because Donkey Kong is in consideration. And so Urbosa is Link. for the same reason. Yeah, Urbosa's definitely... Yeah, it might actually be Urbosa. <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> and then there's Link, who for some godforsaken reason, his stick is a yellow, yellow and it's yep. off of his leg. It's like, why you gotta give a man a yellow plastic stick attached to his leg? That just that, That's just wrong. That's just yeah. so wrong. Yeah. Uh, have we done an episode talking about Amiibo yet? Yeah, I feel like we have. It might have just been a discussion. I think that might have been the topic of an episode we recorded but never released. Oh, That's... we did discuss it with Eric Flamezone back in the day on season two. I'm but I, oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. I can't quite recall what that entirely was about. It's, it's probably just an overview. Uh, I um, think we're talking about like how we thought Amiibo were handled in Smash compared to other games. And if we thought Amiibo were dead, and my opinion was outside of Smash, they're dead. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll get something, but they're pretty well dead, which is unfortunate, honestly. Yeah, it is. The Wave 1 Amiibo were kind of... Marth. Marth. (laughs) Bad. Did a bad job. But then, I mean, like, look at at Kazuya. Kazuya looks great. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And I mean, look at the this, like, immaculate perfection that is Steve. Like, they got it perfect. Yep. Yep. And Mr. Game & Watch, I mean, come on, talk about a character that you don't want to screw up. 
That is very true. Although it was pretty cool that they gave him four separate poses. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. You also haven't said who you are, uh, in case people don't know you. Oh, um, yes, my name is Dark Rider Fan Forty Two. Uh, I'm back from from my uh, ban on Cerebi.net, everybody. So I just wanted to say hello, and let's get into this podcast about why Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are the best Pokemon games of the series and have no issues. You can haters can go to hell. Hey, Tinkaton's pretty cool though. I I will give this I will give this to Scarlet and Violet. When compared to Sword and Shield, Scarlet and Violet is a lot more fun. <clears throat> Sword and Shield has less graphical and mechanical errors, but its yep. story is not fun. And, then they and have honestly, it. that's more important to me. Mm-hmm. Scarlet oh, and Violet, I, I only ran into uh, one potentially game-breaking bug when I played Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. And that was the fact that I fell out of bounds once. It's like, oh, what? How did I get here? <laughs> I, hey. I was in the in-game in zone. It's like, I am outside of the map. Mm-hmm. I am scared to do anything else because I don't know if I will corrupt by state that is. So I'm just going to. Oh, cool! I can warp to another location. Ah, oh, good. I'm safe. Perfect. I also really appreciate that they gave us our thousandth Pokemon, the the Golden Tree. Goldingo. Go, who 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 skate who uh, snowboards? Honestly, if there was if if with all the Paldean Pokemon. If number 1,000 had to be anything that wasn't a legendary, Goldingo would have been my pick. So I'm pleased with that. That's a great You have to collect all those 000. coins to... Be, yeah. But mm-hmm. not 1,000 coins. You only collect 999. Interesting. Yeah. Because it starts out with one of them, I guess. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It looks like the... People have been memeing it lately, saying that it looks like the string cheese mascot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it does. It a hardcore does. Uh-huh. It's and one of my favorite saying, design stuff for this channel. I like I actually really like it. Oh, yeah, I have no problems with it too. Maybe it's the string cheese nostalgia. It's but, honestly, yeah. when you look at Smash potential with Gen 9 Pokemon, I think it's in the top ten. I think it's easily top ten. Could I think be a sneak it, pick, yeah. I think it's up there with Tinkaton and obviously the starters. Uh mm-hmm. uh Iron Valiant is in there. I can't mm-hmm. remember who else off the top of my head that I really liked. That was a good choice. Screamtail for the meme. What if it fucking happened? How would you feel? <laughs> I would feel a little bit dead inside. A little bit. Yep. Yep. It would depend yep. on if they're an echo of Jigglypuff or not. Because I feel like that's the one out that... Well, actually, would that make it better or worse? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. Oh god! Ima- imagine it's an it's a Jigglypuff echo, and instead of you get <laughs> instead oh, of god. sing, it gets hyper voice. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, but I am Jono. I feel like that's, one of us is probably you need to know. Groups that of Screamtail 
within a year, within a year, one of us is going to do it. It's on my short list, to be honest with you. Same. So. <laughs> I, I want to do at least one thing from Gen 9 this year. Mm-hmm. I just don't know who mm-hmm. it'll be. And it's also going to depend on, like, if we decide if we're going to do a character podcast-wise with them or not. Because that's going to... Because I don't want to do... I don't want to do one if we're going to do it for the show. So... Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think like a Goldango or, or Tinkaton would be good for the podcast, maybe. Screamtail, who knows? We'll we'll see. Uh we'll see. We'll see. Uh if nothing else, Screamtail could be a uh uh a showcase. Mm-hmm. So um when I got Sephiroth and, and Kazi, I also decided to take my last remaining amiibo out of their boxes because it's not like I'm selling them anyway. Um I got this, which is I I think is a pretty neat amiibo. Yeah, I've got nice... that one too. It's a nice one. Yeah, Skyward Sword has one of the best Zelda amiibo. That, you? That's one of them. It's just like random Loftwing amiibo. I don't know. It's yep. like okay, sure. Charlie and Marie, which I know you also have. I finally, finally, when they did the reprint for Splatoon three. Yep. <sighs> Same. Also, I didn't realize until I got these. Uh, I don't know if it's just like how their gloves are cut, or if their fingers actually had the, like that, the like the, the the cutoff on them. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Let me see. Oh, Twilix has those. Sweet. Emmy one turned out pretty decent. But most of my amiibo are in a box. I have a few that are up here. When I was playing Splatoon three, I pretty much had all the Splatoon ones up here, and I just haven't put them back. Hmm. And now it's just like, all right, Steve and Alex are up here in Kazia because they're the new ones. Mm-hmm. I really need a display. I badly need a display. I badly need to display the stuff I've gotten from conventions. And it doesn't... I don't know how to do things. One of these days. One Maybe these you days. should just fly out here, like, for a week and just do it <laughs> all for me. Fly out and build a box? <laughs> no, I'm, no, not a bo- box! Why are we building a box? I don't know. I'm saying help me hang shit up. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Build a box? I don't. Why build box? I was looking at your your, your media case back there that you put your games in. That could be a plausible amiibo type stand if you you had something like that. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. Or uh, something that I've dreamt about recently and will probably never happen is having like a glass display. Yeah, a glass display. And uh, it's just normal. It just comes naturally to me. It's just so so normalized. It's like, yeah, whatever. Um, A a glass box and just light it up like some some people do in their display and put all the Amiibo in it. I'm pretty sure I have damn near 100 at this point. Jeez. I, yeah, I used to try and keep track on an Amiibo tracker site, and then just gave up. It's been too long, and and the Amiibo hype is so, it's it's a it's a catch twenty two because you get, you rarely get Amiibo shortages anymore, but the culture and the community that surrounded Amiibo back when they debuted is just not non existent. Yeah, it's pretty much the the hardcore Nintendo fans and the hardcore toy fans. Mm-hmm. For me, but, it's hardcore Nintendo fan. I mean, we wanted this shit since we were kids, so now it's here. 
Who's even left? Pirate, Mithra, and Sora. But is there another person that's left? From Smash, no. Oh, I should mention, probably the most hype I am about Fire Emblem Engage right now is that they're doing Fire Emblem Amiibo reprints. <laughs> oh, of who? Uh, just for Corrin Player 2 at the start, I guess, because she's the oh, ring right, that you get at Corrin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm hoping for others. Like, there's Tiki ring DLC in Engage, so I hope that they reprint the Tiki, because right now, Tiki's Amiibo is going for like $45 on eBay, uh, which I'd rather pay $15 for personally. I thought something wasn't right. They released these Amiibo out of order. For the first time, a DLC character has released out of order for Amiibo. Kazuya released before Pirate and Mithra. Weird. So I was thinking, it was just like, Pirate and Mithra weren't the last fighter before Sora. I know they weren't. Also, I thought I had Min Min. I don't know where her Amiibo is. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, the Min Min Amiibo may be the best thing that ever came out of ARMS existing. Oh! Got <laughs> Uh-huh. The Amiibo's pretty cool, and the game kind of isn't, so... I mean, it's a good concept, but it's, it's got flaws. It's a good concept. The character designs are amazing, especially for Nintendo standards. Uh, but... Bleh. Yeah, the game itself is not, in in my opinion, not very fun. I do have special love in my heart for Helix, though. What a guy. This, uh... Some thrashing about. Is, is, that, scre is that Screamtail? No, that was my box of Amiibo. I'll check to see if I had Min Min, but... I Either I don't, or she's under the box, or just didn't see it. I don't know. Huh. Oh, that sucks. I don't know. She's around somewhere. I mean, for some reason, hey, Wedding Bowser is over here. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wedding set. Wedding Bowser's pretty dapper. I have a few over How about here, a... but it's not men men. Mm-hmm. I got my signed Byleth Amiibo. Oh sweet! Yeah. Uh, the or the gaming the game voice actor for Sonic is going to be at convention, so I might get that one signed if I go to convention mm -hmm. this year. I'm not really sure, money wise. Cloud and Sephiroth voice I... actors will be there too. Well, oh, sick. they're uh, not their remake voice actors, but the other ones. The original, okay? Yeah, cool. It's hard. It's hard. It's weird to me calling them the original voice actors when the original game does not have voice acting. It's it's a weird disconnect. It's like they're the voices for Advent Children and Crisis Core and City. So yeah, they're the originals, but the original game doesn't have voice actors. Like, hmm. Like you can't <laughs> technically say that they voice the characters in Final Fantasy VII because they don't. Nope. Oh, strange. If I don't have, I actually would like the Min Min Amiibo if I don't have it because it's actually a cool design. Yeah, it is. It is. The pose is great. Mm-hmm. I would get her, but she's, like, out of arm's length. She's in the upper ha! shelf. Yeah. Arm's length! Oh, my God. It's The <laughs> arm's length between you and the minimum people 
is longer than the length that people played the game. <laughs> That's true. I I think I may have only seriously played it within the month that I bought it, and then it just kind of fell off. I, I beat the the story mode with each of the default characters, and that was it. It's like, <laughs> okay. I got my ass handed to me more times than the basketball minigame than anything else. And, I hate and you can't. The it's not. Yeah, it, it's mandatory. It's, it's mandatory. mandatory. If you fail it, then you can't proceed to the tournament. It's like, what horseshit yeah, is this? That doesn't like, happen. I in wouldn't Street care when you beat the shit out of the car. It doesn't happen in Smash when you fail race to the finish. Mm-hmm. It's like what the hell? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have minded that, that either. If it that's wasn't part of what no. killed Arms for me, honestly, was those modes. Mm -hmm. The other part was playing on the easiest difficulty and still getting my ass handed to me by like Ninjara. Ninjara. Fuck yeah. Ninjara. Yeah. Uh huh. Fuck that I, asshole. I, the, the spiked for Ninjara from that game proceeded into Smash, and you, you just knew it was going to be Min Min or Ninjara. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. God. I was that legit was cheering not... for anybody but Springman, Springtrud, or Ninjara. Anyone but uh, those three. I'll take mm -hmm. anyone else. Personally, I was hoping for Misango. Because I just think mm -hmm. it's fucking cool. But yeah. Min Min was my he's second like boxing choice. Shulk. And he's got the masks that do different uh, stat-ups. It's like, oh, hell yeah, mm -hmm. that'd be great. But... Mm -hmm. Of the default characters, Min Min by far is the yeah. best. So, yeah, yeah, easily. Cool. Okay. Twintel, probably number two. Because she's, yeah. she's the only one that had extra arms. Although, bite and bark. Yep. Robots. Again, the, the character designs are pretty great. In that yeah, game. most of them. Mm -hmm. Mechanica. Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 not the A tier. I don't know if she's B tier either. Yeah, was that arms' take on on Diva or something? Because, no, yeah, or Mecha. Mecha. Yeah. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because Mechanica doesn't have the arms gene, so she made a, a Mecha that she could fight in that would have arms <laughs> for her. Which, again, cool idea. The execution of the design, though, I mean, it looks like she's in a trash can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, yeah. about that Smasher Dash. About, well, <laughs> Smasher Dash, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Some, there's... We gotta chance some rates. Holy cow. Holy bagolies. And my, uh, well, that's gonna be, that will be my saying going through this new year of ours is holy bagolies. Alright. Well, you owe yep. me royalties. Okay. I will send you one bagel bite. Every time I say it, how about one bagel? Okay, plain mm, cinnamon. Those are good ass bagels. Yeah. Mm. From where? From where are we? I saying? don't. I don't know where bagels are sold. Do you? Do you want? The grocery store. Do you know how you... often I get bagels? I don't. I don't. It's not that oh, I dislike cause... bagels, because bagels are actually alright. I just yeah. don't get them. Do, okay, when you say cinnamon, do you want it with a with a with like a swirl of cinnamon inside? 
or do you want like the the crunchy sugary cinnamon on the outside swirl on the inside okay that's easy that's a thomas brand bagel from safeway i will send that okay. to you tomorrow i will stock up on, wait no i already have like so many sticks of butter because we bought more because we didn't realize we had any and then we had a lot it's like oh no we're never <laughs> gonna use these just just deep fry the butter Oops. Yeah. it's like at the state fair no, no, I got. You do know that. I got out of small town Missouri for a reason. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to deep fry my Oreos. No, just deep fry your butter and pose next to your cardboard cutout of Donald Trump and like it. No. <laughs> oh my God. I'm pretty sure for that you're supposed to deep fry your ham border. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay, I get it. Yep. Yeah, you got yeah, to deep fry a... your Big Mac. <laughs> we have many, many French fries here today for the college basketball team. <laughs> Man, I, I'm not even getting political with this. So like, I'm not saying anything either way about any of them just with these statements, but... The sheer audacity of I'm going to invite an award-winning sports team and give them a McDonald's explosion. It's like, what? What? I mean, not going to lie. I would eat it. I would eat it. Uh-huh. Yep. it's like, what? You have a White House chef. What? Feed them a White House Big Mac. I'm sure Fuck. they can get the flavor pretty pretty correct. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh the memories. The, the memories, indeed. Before we go <laughs> too far. And butter is a dairy product. Made God damn it. Fuck. Components of churned cream. It's an extremely solid emulsion at room temperature. I'm surprised we didn't get here sooner. It is used at room temperature as a spread. Can we as a break their chances in the beginning? Our first character that we're discussing today. Uh, we, we have a common theme for all of today's characters. Rate the chances and smash for dash wide. And that's going to be characters from third party franchises that already have playable characters in Smash. So, other cooking procedures. So, our first character is going to be discussing uh, from the most recent series. We get a character in Smash, Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Mac Daddy Batty. So, Smash has broken the internet more than a couple times when it comes to announcing uh, characters for Smash. Uh, I would say the first time the internet broke was Cloud. I would say the second time the internet broke was Steve. No, I lied. Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, God, yeah. The third time the internet broke was Steve. The fourth mm -hmm. time the internet broke, Sephiroth. Mm -hmm. The sixth time the internet broke, Sora. Half of these occurrences are Square Enix. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what? 
Square, you fucking madman. <laughs> the real madman thing of it all is that we all assumed, oh, Sora won't get in because of big Disney. Disney won't let it happen. Nah, Disney was just like, bro, fuck yeah. It was no more that was just like, I don't know. You how many gotta, zippers can you have? Can you give me how many? He's gotta have. He's gotta have the right number of zippers, and only he can touch the keyblade. Mario can't touch it in your cinematic, and Kirby can't use it in the Kirby hat. I don't know why Demora talks like that, but he does now. Sounds like he's from small town Missouri himself. Fuck. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's small town Louisiana. That's, that's fair. The, Yep, sounds like Zero the Hut as well. <laughs> uh, Zero the Hut, yeah. What a guy. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, Riku and his chances in Smash. Uh, the fact that we got Sora is already amazing. Uh, Hell yeah. But, but when it comes to like the next Smash game, I think a lot of people uh, look at Sora as one of those characters that is one of the most likely to not return. Not because he's a low-priority character, but because negotiating uh, for him is going to be rough. Any will... square character, yeah. Yeah, any square character is likely going to be uh, a bit troublesome to negotiate for again, at least as far as base roster is concerned. Um, and this is all, this is mostly assumptions that we've had after uh, statements that implied Cloud very nearly did not make the base roster because of negotiations. And that Square wanted to get that DLC money, which I get it, but guys, come on. You want you want to get DLC money? Release a better Dissidia game. Go back to how Dissidia, how the first two went, and leave NT in the garbage. Some people disagree with me on that, but I definitely prefer the first two games. Well, at the least they're releasing... At least they're releasing the Pixel Perfect Final Fantasy 1 through 6 collection. The Pixel, you know, the Pixel remakes so, yeah. are alright. I just wish we yeah. weren't losing a lot of the uh, added fun bits that were added in uh, other remakes, like yeah. uh, uh, the extra classes in Final Fantasy V or, the, or all mm -hmm. the extra dungeons that the game's got. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm that's coming from with that one, yeah. But whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but for as far as Riku is concerned, though, uh, if Sora comes back as base roster, then I think Riku has a pretty good chance. I think he could. He, it's natural to have him follow. Uh, if Sephiroth can follow Cloud, Riku can follow Sora, and they could make him work pretty like lean hard on his time as Dark Riku, give him Dark Faraga and other techniques that he's used. Sora is the light side, while Riku is the dark. He. Riku later fights for the light side as of uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 and on, because he's still kind of figuring out his own path and chain of memories. But he still has his dark abilities that he can channel. So he can easily lean on that. But I'm not sure what they'll do strictly because Sora in Smash is KH1 Sora. Everything comes from KH1. Except, you know, obviously a lot of his costumes. So if they did the same thing with Riku, I wonder, I don't know if they're going to limit themselves with that or if they're actually going to broaden their horizons a bit. I feel like for, I think you can do it with Sora, but Riku, I think they need to pull from the wider range of games. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, yeah, for, first of all, um, every time someone mentions Sora in Smash... An angel gets their wings? I, yep. I still feel pretty... Um, it's it's still surreal. It's 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 so bizarre. It's like I need to go boot up the game because it's been a couple months and be like, oh yeah, Sora's there. Yeah, <laughs> like it's how far we've come. Like holy Sakurai cow. has broken so many barriers with Smash. It's and, incredible, and a lot of them in one game. Yeah, this last one. Um, actually, I was wrong. There is another the the first time that the that Smash broke the internet was Sonic, or no Snake. Mm-hmm. Snake? I would say Snake, yeah. Th- Snake, then Sonic. And at that point, we got used to it. So Mega Man, Mega Man breaking it was really just hype. It wasn't just like, holy shit, they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So I, I, I agree, though, um, with everything you're saying. If they if they pull, they have to pull Enrique, they could pull from other games. Of which there are... Plentiful, bountiful, and in Kingdom Hearts won't be a big issue. Um, if they could, some people have said they can go the route of, of echoing him and just focusing on on his darker things, which I'm like, eh. Echoing... Since they did it to Dark Samus, technically, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. See, here's the thing: <clears throat> we only have one, well, two third party echoes, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Ken. Which makes a lot of sense because he is literally an echo of Ryu in Street Fighter Two, and Street mm-hmm. no, Soul Street Fighter One. Actually, he's literally just the player too. Uh, and then Richter and Simon, who pretty much pull moves from each other. Yeah. So th- these make sense. Uh, I don't think, assuming Nomura has control, which seems to be in play with Sora, I don't think Nomura would allow Riku to be an echo. It would be full character or bust. That's true. That's true. Um, and I guess it's just it's just a question of where you pull from his moves. Because I'm just looking through his wiki and looking through moveset ideas. There's a lot to pull from. There, there is a lot to pull from. Uh, I'm I'm seeing dark javelin, dark break. Uh, I I alterations was going in Faraga to... and whatever. I yeah. have notes for moveset for Riku that I was going to make last year, but then I pushed nice. away from it and I did other things instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm hoping to get it done this year, but just to give like a sneak peek, uh, I was going to go Dark Faraga for standard, Shadow Breaker <laughs> for side, Helm Split for up, Counter Blast for down, and Dark Aura for his final smash. That's where I was Oh, that sounds go. pretty cool. Let's I, slam that guy in smash. I mean... It's like, when I get to working on him again, I'm going to relook at what he has with moves to see if I want to change any of that. But uh, as of last year, that's what I was going to go with. Cool. Okay. Sweet. Um, and, you know, to, to Ken's credit as well, at least, they they pulled liberally from, from later games as well, like Street Fighter 4, to where he's barely not even an Echo. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. The character that arguably should be the most echoey of all the Echoes is the least echoey of all the Echoes. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Like, I don't know what the percentage is, but it, it feels to me like maybe like 60% of the characters is its own thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's like some characters like Peach and Daisy... 
where they don't even have any uh, variables that are different. Like, everything is literally the exact same. They might as well be a costume. Like, I feel like if you're going to do an Echo, you should at least, like, make somebody, oh, a little bit faster, a little bit heavier, a little bit better mm-hmm. visual in the air. Just, like, give them, give them some parameter where they can excel. Yeah. At least, at least, uh, make it a precedent. If you're not going to have Daisy be, a, be an Echo, have Alf also not be an Echo, or vice versa. Yeah. Not be a costume, um, because, you mean. Not be a costume, because Alf being a costume and no one else being one still yeah. is just so yeah. odd <laughs> and disappointing, to be frank. Um, but as far as Ricky goes, he would be a pretty interesting addition. Um, you know, personally for me, and I know for you too, probably, still want to see characters from different series, more so. And characters, by the way, Sephiroth from different games. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, individually, the characters are, are badass, and they would once again be a, be an internet phenomenon. So it's kind of, you know, uh, difficult to say which which way. I mean, if he was in, I wouldn't care. You know, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which is how Sephiroth was. It's like, why? But also, holy shit, <laughs> it's Sephiroth. <laughs> Se- Sephiroth, I think. Uh, I-, I think what. Outside of the square saying, give us DLC money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sephiroth got in because he is one of the most iconic villains of all time. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that's yep. why we got two Final Fantasy VII characters instead of uh, a Final Fantasy VI or nine or four character. Because mm-hmm. Sephiroth, is, Sephiroth is a more well-known name. Yeah, pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah, what the hell are they going to do? Give us Kefka? Actually, could they could they do that? <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, I know Kefka. <sighs> yeah. mm. The problem or is get... trying to make Kefka in Smash. I'm just like, I want to do crazy shit, but I don't know if Smash can do that crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mesh would also be a fun one, not to side tangent too much. Uh, oh, he's on the yeah. short list. He is on <laughs> my short list. Sweet. And I have Sweet. weird ideas. <laughs> nice. Uh, as far as Rick's chances go, though, um, I wouldn't say that they're abundantly high. Um, it's... As much of a crapshoot as it was to predict Sora's chances, I mean, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure if they pushed for it, maybe they would get it. I mean, it probably wouldn't be too hard of a sell. They're like, you want more Kingdom Hearts? Soccer and Nintendo would be like, yeah. I um, mean, it, it could be like with Cloud. It's like, you want Cloud and Base game? Yeah. All right. Sephiroth is DLC. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, you want Sora <laughs> and Base game? Yeah. All right. Yep. Lark scene is DLC. What? The fuck? what? <laughs> yeah, just you wait. You want Sephiroth and Cloud in base game? Tifa and Barrett are DLC. Well, at least it's not lightning. <laughs> it, it'll it'll be lightning on... and Derp Lander of Light. There you go. <laughs> Who is that other girl I'm forgetting about? Um Aerith? Not Aerith. Who is the one Kyrie? from 
from the beginning of Final Fantasy VII in Remake, who has a crush on Cloud. Jesse. Jessica, yeah. Jesse. Jessica. Right. Put, put her in the game. Put her in. She wasn't very important in the original version. No. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Then I said, And then they do Remake, and suddenly the Waifu Wars have gained a new challenger. It's like, all right. Yep. And yet only one of them are alive. Well, so, I don't know about that. I don't know I, about that. Remake is weird, man. Remake true, is Zach. weird. Yeah, etc. So, enough said. Yeah, it's going to be Zach and Jesse. Those are the DLC characters. Like, Biggs <laughs> is alive as of the end of Remake, and he's not supposed to be. <laughs> so, who knows? Who fucking yep. knows? Jury is out as far as I'm concerned. There's yes, some crazy theories the out there about crisscrossing timelines and whatnot. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Anywho, <laughs> Riku's chances. Uh, yeah, what are you thinking? It's weird. It's weird. Uh, if, if we had a new Smash game announced and they said Sora is in base roster, then I would put Riku not high... But I'd probably throw him in the 20 to 30 range. It's like, Sora being base roster and the way Square is makes Riku have really good chances. But it's very difficult to predict that. Uh, we don't know how the next match will look. We don't know if they're going to try. Uh, everyone is here 2.0. Personally, I would love it if they could because hell fucking yes. Nobody likes it when your favorite characters get cut. And every character... Is somebody's favorite. Yeah. Even some of the weird ones. But hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's it's hard to say with Riku. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go low. I've, I've danced around between a bit of a range a few times. Uh, I'm going to go with... Is that too... 6%. I'm gonna go six. Six. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you're that's too like, low or, but you're saying like twenty to thirty, and then you jump to six. Well, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say twenty to thirty if Sora was announced to be base roster. True. True. There's too many parameters that were that were we can't really predict where Smash is going to go after this. Yeah. All I can tell you with certainty is there will be another game. I think that the people. Who say otherwise are completely absurd. So long as the series pay, uh, prints and money for Nintendo, bare minimum, bare minimum will get an updated <clears throat> port. Bare minimum, mm -hmm. but that mm -hmm. would also be a fucking licensing nightmare. Yeah, may as well go whole hog at that point and mm -hmm. and do everyone is here ultimate too. Um, Bring Sakurai out of retirement for one last job. You'd be like, yes, honey. <laughs> you you played the little video. It's like. He abandons his wife and kid again, and he gets on the train. Yep. 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 Uh, but I, I, I um, it's it's a, and just like Smash and and predicting Smash at this point, are they gonna are they gonna call the roster and pair way back and basically reboot it? Are they going to save as many many people as they can, but they can't save all of them? Is it going to be Ultimate Two? Who the hell knows? Uh, it's kind of like Riku's chances. It's like, is it a 20 to 30% chance? Because he's a very beloved character from Kingdom Hearts, and Sora was such a big deal for Smash. Or is it lower? I don't know. 
I have know. no clue. Um, and that's why we're going to have a very wild deviation here. I'm going to go 20%. Oh, wow. That is a wild deviation. Is that the biggest deviation the two of us have had? Yeah, I feel I'm like it is because sure. usually we're fairly close. I, I'm, lo yeah. I'm looking at a few things, but it, it looks like for the most part, you know, we're we're relatively close. <laughs> but wow, I think this is our widest. The, the biggest deviation I see before, uh, we have a 15% deviation. Oh, no. No, this is not our biggest. Really? Leon Kennedy. Leon Kennedy, I said 50%. You said 70 <laughs> Well, I guess if you're considering Resident Evil as a, as a whole, then yeah, maybe. So, okay. All right. Well, that average is out to 13%. 13%. All right. All right. And I'm, I'm okay with that number because I, I was, like, when I was trying to come up with my number, I was gonna be like, all right, 6 to 13, somewhere in this range is where I'm going to land. Yep. Well, uh, for, go for it. Yeah. Our uh, our second Rate the Chances character tonight is going to be Violet, otherwise known as Kasumi Yoshizawa from uh, Persona 5 Royal, uh, specifically just from the uh, not not an original Persona 5. Uh, she was introduced just in Royal to be uh, an additional Phantom Thief and is central to the events of the extra story that is added uh, after you beat the final boss. Uh, Violet, my, my initial gut reaction is, no, we're not going to get a second Persona 5 character. We will get a Persona 4 character. But then again, Sephiroth happened. I'm just like, all right, that throws all my metrics out the fucking window. God damn it. I have one, I have like one rule left, arguably two rules left. And one of those rules is they have to be a video game character. It's like, what the hell, man? What? Fuck. Yep. And then the other rule is like, has to have been on Nintendo console some way. Because uh, Joker technically was in um, Persona Q2. And Cloud was on Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Technicalities, man. They get you. Yep. Uh, Violet, though, while Joker is, you know, a more traditional, like... Uh, knife wielding thief kind of thing. Uh, she's more of a like a, a dancing fencer type. Her, she's a gymnast outside of the metaverse. Uh, she has, I believe, she uses blessed skills for her element. Uh, that's pretty much her capabilities. Uh, but as far as like her being her chances, I still don't think they're very high at all. I think they're incredibly low. Uh, even if we were to get a second Persona 5 character, uh, her or Crow make the most sense. I would probably lean Crow because he's, uh, you know, more important to the game and also a big favorite. But Royal, I, a lot of people liked Violet as well in Royal, so there's, there's a chance technically, but I don't think it's high at all. No. I see. Uh, yeah, as I was looking into this earlier, and I guess she, she's uh, not even in Strikers, and Strikers no. is kind of just a direct sequel to the Persona 5 it, original anything, title. That so. There is one line in Strikers that vaguely 
references the events of Persona 5 Royal, but you could also read it to uh, reference the events of base Persona 5. Because it, what it says something that, re that sounds like it's referring to the extra palace in Royal, but it could be a palace in the original game. Not really clear. But uh, nothing else Royal-wise is even referenced in Strikers, so... Interesting. Okay, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Um, so she's a dancing fencer, so she's gonna be Marth in this game. Tug in a fifth clone and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, but it sounds like she has a little bit of magic on her side as well. Of I mean, all, all Persona um, characters have magic on their side. They, everybody yeah. has an element, of, at least one element associated with them. Uh, mm -hmm. And then she is like she is legit a gymnast, and uh, she is very dancer like in her movements mm -hmm. as a Phantom Thief. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what her weapon. I think I think it's also she has some kind of like uh, a standard handgun of some sort for her gun. I can't remember what. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, you know, Persona Five is a really really great game. It's it's a fan favorite, a cult favorite, a cult classic. Um, and I think it's surmounted Persona Three as the most, or Persona Four rather, as the most popular game in the series. Um, so it's not impossible, but at the same time, I, I still think that if we're going to get another Persona character, it, I mean, it's going to be Yu Narukami or some, something from Persona Six that we don't know about yet. Yeah. Um, of existing so I, characters, my money is on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so with her, with her, um, it's not impossible. It's just probably not going to happen. Not likely. So my my, I'll, I'll skew pretty low on my rating. I'll say like three percent. Three is where I was leaning. I was debating two or three, so I'm going to go with three as well. Same here. All right. Well, obviously that ever got to a three percent rating. Huzzah! That Easy was day. not a a wild deviation. Nope. Was not. Uh, our next choice, though, is going to be from Street Fighter, M. Bison, otherwise known as Vega or Dictator, since, you know, they changed the names of a few characters in the English release of Street Fighter 2. But it's it's a thing. I, I can't remember why they did it. Oh, no, I think I know why they did it. Because M. Bison was supposed to be the character, was supposed to be Balrog. Uh, as a Mike Tyson reference, and I think the translation team was just like, guys, I don't, I don't know if we want to do that. Do we want? Is that going to be a legal issue? Let's just change these names a little bit, so Balrog becomes uh, Vega, Vega becomes M Bison, and M Bison becomes Balrog. Why they swapped all three of them around and not just two? I don't get, or just like gave them a different name entirely. I don't know. But then fans also just call them Boxer, Dictator, and Claw just to keep it simple. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's the history lesson is over. M. Bison, right now Street Fighter already has two characters, and that's Ken and Ryu. So the question is like, okay, does Street Fighter need more characters? Eh, technically no. Uh, but if they were to get a third, there's a, there's a few good options. And I think M. Bison's one of those good options because he is the primary villain to the entire series of Street Fighter. So that makes sense. And his moves are uh, pretty unique compared to others. Like uh, his Psycho Crusher and other uh, 
psycho-energy techniques he has. Other characters don't fight like him. So that's a big boost to his potential. Uh, his main competition is pretty much Chun-Li, uh, arguably Guile, arguably Rashid, Luke. And honestly, I would, <laughs> say, I would say those are the only other characters in contention for a third Street Fighter slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Luke. I know, I know a bit from about how Rashid can work from, from your Smeskopia yeah. wiki moveset. Luke is uh, the new boy. He he was added in as like the last character for Street Fighter V's DLC, and which ended up being promotion <laughs> because he is the quote-unquote main character for the story in Street Fighter VI. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, he's American. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll see. He... Uh, it looks like a UFC fighter. I, I bet you that that is kind of where they went uh, without knowing about it or reading it right now. Yeah, I think that the, the main competition at this point is probably between Chun-Li and M. Bison, just knowing the uh, the legacy of Street Fighter and, and Smash and how Smash tends to go towards those characters, the more history behind them. Military uh, MMA fighter is what Luke is. That's his, <laughs> that's his, that's his fighting style. Military my, MMA. My goodness. Okay. The the Logan Paul of Street Fighter. Meanwhile, in Bison's fight, it's all just called Psycho Power because that's the fucking spiritual energy that he channels. Yep. Yeah, he he is he is a dictator of a underground crime syndicate with weird. Yep. With weird kinetic powers, and and he's a guy that exists. Um, and he's pretty cool. My my personal choice out of pretty much anyone uh, from Street Fighter, if we if we were choosing, Fair. um, I, I have, uh, I I still have a lot of uh, love for my man Dalsim though, so I don't know, but uh, but yeah, out of the realists, out of the ones that you threw my way, uh, uh, Rasheed, Luke, Kim, and Chun Li, I would pick Van Bison. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Chun Li, I mean, I get is a very, very important character from a cultural lens and, and extremely popular. She and Ryu pretty much cross over into everything, including yeah. Fortnite. Um, and Gaia was there too, I think. Chun Li has the second most crossovers out of any Street Fighter character, with only Ryu having more. Which no fucking shit, of course he does. Mm-hmm. Ryu, so I think Ryu, Ryu is in the discussion yeah. for most crossovers of any video game character. Period. Yeah. And he's in Monster Hunter and just all sorts of, like, random... <laughs> he's in Mega Man X Dive, a fucking Mega Man X mobile gotcha game. <laughs> yeah, him and oh, uh, chun is, too. Him and chun are oh, both nice. in it. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I, I do think that Chun-Li's chances are, are out of money, the highest out of any of them, being realistic, but... And Bison, I mean, eh, could be a respectable number. I'm not sure. I don't know if I would... See, respectable to me means like 40% minimum. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I would call respectable. Uh, Oh, that's what I give Chun-Li, though, not him. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I I don't know between him and Chun-Li who would be more likely. It's. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say 
I want. I I feel like it's in Bison because mm-hmm. recognizable villain. But Chun Li mm-hmm. again, you know, crosses over into so many fucking things uh, mm-hmm. to the point that I was expecting her before Ken. Mm-hmm. But then we had the whole concept of Echoes, which was like, okay, Ken makes sense. Uh, but again, it's also. Capcom, you got so many characters. Why go for a third Street Fighter character and not Dante or Amaterasu? Fallen Justice. <laughs> Clavier Gavin. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Soul from Ghost Trick. There you go. Let's. Gum, gumshoe. And his story finally continues in Smash. If Gumshoe isn't, <laughs> isn't in the next Ace Attorney game, we riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, yep. But for M. Bison's chances, if this was Nintendo versus versus Capcom, oh, be high yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Be high up. But for this, I want to go 15%. 15 feels about right to me. Yep. If if it were Nintendo versus Capcom, he and Chun Li would be in no question. Just like boom, done. Uh, Fifteen is a good number. Uh, I was gonna go twenty earlier, but I think that's a little too high. So I'll just say fifteen as well. All right. Averaged out nicely enough. Mm-hmm. Next character, we're going to Dragon Quest, which some may be thinking. What the fuck can you do after Hero? That's literally every main character. It's like, you write. You write. It's hard to think about. But we decided Slime, to talk about... of course. Well. Just kidding. Bianca, actually. Bianca Whitaker from Dragon Quest V. Not one of the more recent games. A significantly older game at this rate. Uh... And it released in 1992, originally. God damn. And then America didn't see it until 2004. Oh, wait, no. No, we didn't see it until 2009 on the DS. Wow. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to say, I think Dragon Quest VII might have been the first Dragon Quest in America, maybe? Maybe it was six. I'm not sure, but uh, so we got Bianca on here. Why are we? Why? Why? Why Bianca? Bianca is here because when I was googling popular Dragon Quest characters, she made multiple lists. It's like, all right, let's look into her a little bit. Uh, she's also one of the thirteen characters that was chosen to be playable in Dragon Quest Heroes. The uh, the Warriors game for uh, Dragon Quest it was like okay. Now not every character in a Warriors game is actually going to be popular choice, but it does lead credence to that she is uh, a name that they consider important enough to include in a game like that. Also, hey, did you know that there's a Dragon Quest movie on Netflix and that it's an adaptation of Dragon Quest Five? Uh, yes. And in Dragon Quest Five, you uh, get to marry your waifu. Yep, one of 13 of them. No, no, that's Dragon Quest Heroes. 
There's three waifus in, in Dragon Quest V. Oh. And then I believe the DS remake added a fourth, or was or maybe it was, or either that or it was originally two, and they added a third. Don't remember which. I think it was. I think it was the original version of three. And Bianca is one of those. And in the movie, they basically say Bianca is the canon choice and the correct choice. And it's like, all right, I haven't played the game, but also that movie made me want to play five. Honestly, because it's actually nice. decent. I enjoyed it. It was. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect the, tw the twist at the end. It's like, what? Okay. Sure. Was it, was it like Xenoblade, where uh, the protagonist actually married all of the wives? No, no. <laughs> the twist is actually—it's uh, actually a meta twist, a twist oh, outside of Dragon Quest. Uh, I don't—I don't want to. Yeah. You—you <laughs> you reveal okay. at the end that you're that you're in a game, and it's not just a movie of it. It's the movie is literally a guy just like. I could be put into my favorite game? Oh, hell yeah. And then what? And it starts breaking down at the end. The world is breaking down. It's like, oh my god. I didn't see this coming. I, I'm i sure there's some fans who are probably just like, that's not my movie. It's like, I get you. But as somebody mm -hmm. who hadn't played the game yet, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much what why Bianca is here. That's why she was chosen for this. Uh, okay. So she's got some, she's got a little bit of household name to her, which helps for a little bit. She uh, apparently fights with a pot and pan. I mean, yeah. What what would you fight with? Um, this. An amiibo. You would fight with an Emmy amiibo specifically? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as uh, magic is concerned, she, she also has magics primarily relating to fire spells and buffs. Uh, she actually does not have a heal spell, <clears throat> so she <laughs> so she breaks like whole trend about how like oh the female character is the healer. No, Bianca is actually a badass. <laughs> At least in the movie, again, she she is one that's just like, now nah, I'm the childhood friend that we're gonna go out into the fucking woods and go do shit. It's like okay. She, she's not your typical female secondary lead character in RPG. It's like, oh, I'm the damsel. Save me, and then I'll heal you with my magics. Nah, she fucking like, bullshit. God, it's like TurboTax and his wife. And then the, the <laughs> in Dragon Quest Heroes, they have a uh, they give her a bow to use as her primary weapon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, we don't have a character in Smash whose primary weapon is a bow at the very least, so that sets them apart. Surprising. Yeah. Could have had Takami. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts to even say as a joke. Um, yeah, Bianca is is a fairly well loved Dragon Quest character, and and when you're approaching this series, it becomes very difficult to say, okay, here's the who is the clear cut choice for a second representative after Hero. Uh, I think you could just throw in a few more Hero. Uh, alts from other games and be like, okay, there you go. Call it a day. Um, what, what would you not call on the character select string? Hero 2? Oh, I just meant within the hero. Like, instead of having four alts of oh, the same for heroes. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I was like, yeah, not a whole I thought you were saying a second character that's just like, also heroes. Like, what? Nope. No, no, no. That That is dumb as hell. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why you would have expected it from me. Yeah, um, it, it is. 
Dragon, you could go Dragon Lord or one of the other villains or, or Rocket Slime or regular Slime, God forbid. Uh, which honestly does yeah. not seem that unlikely, like, which is kind I, of... I, uh, feel like, I feel like if we did get a second Dragon Quest character, I, I, think, I feel like it would just be like uh, an, one of the party members in one of the games. Like, it just makes, <clears> that's makes the most sense to me. The villains are largely are kind of monstrous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Bianca is one of the party members, and she's one of the most popular party members, and she's mm-hmm. constantly crossing over. They, she had a movie based off of her game. She's, she's in the in Fortune in the, Street. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of the Fortune Street games she's in. Um, otherwise, it would just be kind of a flavor of the month, like um, popular party member character. Like, what would they Silvando. do right now? Like, yeah, exactly. So, That's what I was going to say. They're so going to be Silvando, like, here's Silvando. Silvando and Eric, I believe, are the popular choices from Final Fantasy, or Final Fantasy. Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm pretty sure those are the two more popular. Uh, and then Jessica from Dragon Quest Eight, And that's the extent of my knowledge. All those are fair game. I know that Eric just had a Dragon Quest Treasures come out. Um, yep. That that spinoff. Where There's also... Like, yeah. I can't remember his name offhand. Uh, I, th- I think it's in Dragon Quest 4 or 6. One of the party members in that game is also the main lead in Dragon Quest Monsters. Oh, really? Yeah. Joker? He- no, no, no. The original no. oh, Dragon Quest okay. Monsters. The original. On the Game Boy, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. But um, let's see here. Monsters. Terry! Terry. Terry. Okay. Yeah, Terry and Millie are characters from Dragon Quest VI. Dragon Quest VI released first, uh, but then Dragon Quest Monsters takes place in their past. It's, it's interesting them as fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Terry really looks cool. like a kid on that box art. Oh. Ter- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to see like what it said about. Yeah, Terry is consider Terry is seventeen in Dragon Quest VI. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old he is in Monsters, but he's young. He looks like he's like eight years old. He he he's essentially a Pokemon trainer in that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. So there's there's a fair amount, but I I do think that someone like Bianca or or Jessica, you know, a, a very I think they're among the most popular like evergreen characters. Yeah. Uh, so Bianca's a good choice. Um, you you went over her skills. I mean, it's clearly quite different from Hero. There's there's a lot of room to go. I wouldn't be mad at this character um, being included. It's just like, again, what are the chances uh, at this point? Um, and I'm saying this as an ignorant American, mind you, because dra- I know Dragon Quest is extremely popular overseas. Yep. Um, though I think that Square Enix. If they were shoving more uh, fish into a barrel at this point, they would probably still try to shove more Final Fantasy down our throats before Dragon Quest. I feel. I'm not sure. I mean, Final Fantasy is more popular globally than Dragon Quest is. Dragon Quest is big in Japan, but not mm-hmm. as big globally. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting how that turned out, because when those games first came out, they're pretty much on the same footing. Um, and considering that Final Fantasy was Square's answer to dra- to the original Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, 
this one's just a shot in the dark. What are you thinking about her chances? I mean, like with each of the other ones that we've talked about so far, they're low. Uh, I feel like that's going to be the case for almost any third-party franchise that already has a character in Smash. Because they're already best represented with the character they got. Some series, you could make a bigger argument for some characters. Like, I think a second Sonic character, you could make a stronger argument for. Because somebody uh, somebody of the tier of oh, Tails, yeah. Knuckles, or Eggman is going to be way bigger tier than somebody of Bianca or M. Bison. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going low. I'm going... Huge Dragon Quest series. Which side character you gonna go with? Popular one, but there's still several options. I'm going eight percent. Mm-hmm. What's Dragon Quest is she from again? Five. Five. Hand I'll go five. Of, Dragon Quest Five. Hand of the Heavenly Bride. My God. Because one the, of because the, the big mechanic is marry your waifu, and then yep. you get a time skip, and you're playing as your kid. <laughs> spoilers nice. watch the Netflix movie we already spoiled the ending though I yep. wasn't going to and then Jono guessed it correctly it's like alright <laughs> uh, five and so there's three choices for your bride I believe there's, so okay and it's it, the fifth it's, game in the series it's Bianca uh, who's your childhood friend I think there's like a princess, or maybe she might not be a princess, but she's like a merchant. It's like a a wealthy merchant's daughter. Uh, I wonder if I can find where they all are. All right. Well, I was gonna go five, but then uh, because Dragon goes five, but five plus three is oh, eight, so I'll go eight. It is. It is only two in the original version, but then in the remake they added a third because it's Nera or Nera is the daughter of uh, Rodrigo Briscoletti, who is. Like an important guy, so she's an option. I think he like gives you the option to marry her when you help him out. At least that's how it works in the movie. And then mm-hmm. Deborah is his is uh, Nero's older sister, who apparently is very spoiled. Oh God! Yeah. Um, that option sounds very clear to me. Outside of canon as well, then. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> so, like knowing what minimal I know about these characters, I would choose Bianca. I agree. Um. So there you go. There we uh, go. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you, right? So all right. So uh, combining our together, it's going to give it an average of six and a half percent chance. Which mm-hmm. yeah. our final choice for rate their chance today might be our weirdest choice. I don't know where to begin. Or but it's the likely. ghost from Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think you can absolutely make a moveset out of them, and I'll probably give them the Bowser Jr. treatment, where it's like you have Blinky, and then you have Inky, Pinky, and Clyde. It just changes the name between all of them. They're all like mm-hmm. different alts of each other. Instead of having me like, there's one, and like they summon others for attacks, I'll just do the Bowser Jr. route. And then you could throw in like uh, other ghosts from other games, like there's Sue from Miss Pac Man, or there's. there's yellow ghost there there's yeah there's a uh, funky from pac media mm-hmm. uh th- th- there's yum yum there's yum yum <laughs> who's the daughter of blinky and girlfriend of junior pac-man oh god 
What? Oh, <laughs> this is the Pac-Man lore I didn't know that I needed. I did play Junior Pac-Man, though, as a kid. Uh, the game I had, uh, it came with a cheat code to be invulnerable. Like, that was Junior Pac-Man's thing. You could just be immune. It's like, all right. And he's Sweet. Junior Pac-Man is the older brother to Baby Pac-Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know. Yep. Yep, and there's there's Pack Dog and Pack Scholar and all these other guys too. There, there's like Tim, Mike. there's Miru, there's Spunky. Yep. Orson. Orson is the is the ghost that pilots Talkman in Pac-Man World. Bigaboo. Master Doctor Bunnix. Doctor Bunnix from Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. Oh my God! Hey, there, hey, there's a reason why that one didn't stick. <laughs> Winky, oh, from Teletubbies. No. Oh wait, no, creepy isn't a ghost. Creepy is just they did a Pac-Man ghost-like skin for Minecraft over a guest. Wait, no, it's not oh. that. It's a. Wait, no, wait. Oh. Okay, no, yeah, that is a DLC pack. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks like they added they added like extra mobs. It's not reskins, if I'm understanding this correctly, because Creepy is apparently a ghost with the powers of a creeper. So it's a fucking flat, a gas-sized flying creeper. That's terrifying. No, that thank you. Absolutely my God. terrifying. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the Pac-Man ghosts. Uh, what they would do in Smash, I honestly have no fucking clue. I I got nothing for what they would do offhand. Uh, you could pull from games like Pac-Man 2, or not Pac-Man 2, uh, fuck, what's it called? Um. World? Land? I think World is what I'm thinking of. The game on the SNES. It's like Pac-World 2 or Pac-Man 2 or something. Oh, Pac-Man 2, Pac-In Time. No. Not Pac-In Time. Uh, okay, but it's like, fuck. I I know I know what game is the new adventures. The, the new Pac-Man, yeah, the new adventures. The new adventures mm-hmm. on the SNES. That's the Pac-Man game I knew as a kid. Besides, like obviously normal Pac-Man, because uh, my grandma mm-hmm. actually really liked that game. Mm-hmm. So that, they could probably pull some stuff from that or from other like adventure Pac-Man games, or you could go. Uh, even more retro with it, and had them use things from other Namco arcade games and characters that like wouldn't get in on their own. Like have them do something with Mappy, or I don't know what this is a damn game, but like do something from Burger Time or Rally X or whatever the fuck. Just go go weird and have them just incorporate the old school Namco games into all of their moves. That'd be cool. It's like Pac-Man's uh, Namco Roulette Taunt. But in a move set. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. There there are things you can do with these characters. Um, it's strangely exciting. I think it's it's a combination of of uh, having played a lot of these a lot of these games too, like Pac-Man, the New Adventures, and and um, Pac-Man World and and Pack Attack. There's a lot of Pac. There is unsuspectingly, you know, like Pac-Man kind of sails a little underneath the. The rubble of the Mega Man and the Sonic, and you know, uh, it's a lot less grand despite being the older character. 
but there's still stuff to pull from uh, that that could make a pretty interesting move set. It's just hard. Um, mm-hmm. Give give them to say if Pac-Man's locked in stone. You can pull from other arcade titles, pull from other uh, adventure titles or, or world titles. So there's there's ample room, but it requires research um, for sure. Yeah, uh, I think one of their moves could probably easily be uh, becoming invisible for a few seconds. I mean, that seems like kind of blase, I mean, but part that of could the be course. their up special. They go invisible and then they teleport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Maybe uh, that could be Mewtwo style or or Pit and Brawl style. Who knows? Well, one of uh, their taunts would be going in that like that blue form where they're vulnerable. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, and then there's different items you can take from Pac-Man Rally, the, the obligatory kart racing game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. So there's room for it. I mean, this is a character that I made, uh, notes on a while ago that I was like, I want to maybe do this. And then he, <laughs> like, it's something that they, I'm strangely on, attached to. They've been on yeah. my radar as well. Oh, cool. Maybe we could do a Smashtopia episode about them. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe one, yeah, one of these days. Halloween special, Pack Ghost. Uh, not a bad idea. We'll talk about it after this. <laughs> um, as far as the chances go, I mean, God, that would be a what the fuck choice if there ever were one. Yeah. I Outside mean, of, yeah. Obviously, what? Namco, Bandai Namco, really. Uh, the big hitters that we haven't gotten yet is Tails and, and Soul Calibur. But if we get a Tails character, we get a Soul Calibur character. The playing field opens up a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. And even then, there's other arcade characters to contend with. There's Tower yeah. of Jiraga. There's Mappy. There's Valkyrie. Well, um, yes, mm-hmm. there are, but, but are any of them? Yeah, any of them as high a tier up as Pac-Man? I don't think so. Plus, no. if you could theoretically uh, like use Pac-Ghosts to somehow represent a lot of those older Namco games, that would be a way that you could include these characters that otherwise are not big enough on their own to be considered. True. <laughs> That's true. Kind of like how Mappy, for instance, right now is relegated to part of Pac-Man's taunt. Yes. Mm-hmm. So is Heihachi. <laughs> he had his chance. I, I think Hihachi is the only character in that taunt that has modern appearances. It's like, okay. Yep. Yeah, random. It's fairy, but okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as far as their actual chances go, it's just like, for the next game, I don't know. I feel... There's always the outside shot for these characters, but I do feel like this character is currently not very high. Yeah. Like, at all. It's it's weird. I I oddly would like for this to happen quite a bit, but I, I, I think I'm going to go with 4%. Yeah. I, I was, I'm trying to think, like, my range was somewhere, like, 10 at max. 10 is my max. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure like what number I wanted to land on. Four four feels fair. 
Because, like, cause like, just look at the characters that I've already given writing to this episode. Uh, I mean, yeah, the only one that we've discussed so far that I think I could definitively say for sure that he has a higher chance than is Violet, easily. Uh, <laughs> Riku and Bianca are a bit of a more toss-up. I don't know if they mm-hmm. have more chance than that. Just because of, like, hey, at least here's, like, a central character, not just one of many to choose from. Mm-hmm. But for... for the I next, get it because there's... For the next there's... Smash game, the next Smash mm-hmm. game, that's how we're supposed to approach this, not just Smash, period. I think four is fair. I think four is fair. Okay. So right. we had one wild deviation and then literally the same number for all the rest of them. Oh, yeah. you know, Bianca. Oh, uh, yeah, Bianca. Went... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I slowed in between eight and five quite a bit and then confused myself. I don't think we averaged out five and eight. So that's good. Six and a half. Six point yeah. five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's our rate there chances. Let's go ahead and go into our Smasher Dash matchups now. Uh, our mm-hmm. first matchup. Again, we're continuing with uh, third-party franchises that already have a character in Smash, and we're not repeating any, so there's not many left to uh, really think about. Although, again, they're already in the title of the video, so it's not a surprise. But we're going to go with Geese Howard of Fatal Fury versus Heihachi Mishima. Oh, that guy. Tekken. We just talked about him. We did. We did. Uh, you want to talk about him some more? Yeah, they're both... Uh evil corporate overlords specifically Heihachi yeah but yeah they they are both evil corporate overlords honestly a a perfect matchup yeah it is Uh, Heihachi a man who had his time in the sun smash and I'm not entirely sure if he'll ever have it again because his son has usurped him and thrown him over the volcanic ledge uh, but he's a he's a pretty well known and and iconic antagonist in, in fighting games uh, he he runs the military corporation uh, known as the Mishima Zaibats, um, which, yep, yeah, and is known for doing many devious, strange things. Uh, and there's a lot of family drama going on. Uh, there may or may not be a mother who's dead in there. Uh, there may or may not be characters with, who literally become demons in there like it it's yeah. kind of all over the place but uh, uh, but he himself yeah. he yeah no no go on yeah okay uh he himself he he developed his own fighting style it, it obviously named after himself it's a mishima martial arts that that he fights with it's a, a rather brutal combination of several different martial arts uh and he has kind of lightning charged capabilities when using the Mishima style um, art form. Bada bing, bada boom. And then there is Geese Howard. The charismatic evil of Fatal Fury. He's been a villain. He's been an anti-hero. And he's the chief boss and uh, mad CEO of Howard Connection. You know, corporate, you know, bosses. <laughs> and uh, just like how Heihachi gets thrown into a volcano by his son, at the end of Fatal Fury 1, 
Terry fights Geese at the top of a tower. Geese loses. Falls off the tower. Lives? But then dies three months later in the hospital. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the story of Geese Howard. Now, how is Geese alive in King of Fighters games? I don't know. I don't know. What? So I don't ridiculous. understand that. Like that doesn't make mm -hmm. sense to me. I think actually it looks like oh, they might be two different God. timelines, which is also weird. Uh, but the first Fatal Fury game is actually the origin of of the King of Fighters tournament because much like how <laughs> Hey Hot again more comparison between these character between these two characters Hey Hachi uh, creates the first Tekken tournament in order to recruit the strongest fighters into a military force for the Mishima Zaibatsu, and then <laughs> Geese is the one who is hosting the King of Fighters tournament. So... Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, in another alternate timeline for the Fatal Fury and King of Fighters, there's Lady Geese Howard playable in some games, where it's gender-bent Geese. There's also gender-bent Terry. So it's like, alright. that That's like when, um, when we had the clue for Ponytail as a, mm -hmm. as a character for... Uh, Smash. Some people thought it might be Terry, in that he was going to have an alternate costume that was going to be Lady Terry. Mm -hmm. it's like, the fatal cutie. <laughs> yeah, that is what that character's nickname is. Yeah. Sure, uh, yeah. Also, after Geese dies, uh, Terry adopts his son, Rock Howard. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you mentioned how Heihachi invented his own martial arts style. Uh, Geese, I'm trying to see what his style is. I'm not seeing it listed where I was kind of expecting. Oh, uh, it's a fusion of karate, Aikido, uh, and then an energy mastery taught to him by a guy called Tu Feng Ru, or however that is pronounced. I'm pretty sure I did not say like that, it correctly. It's like that story arc in The Last Airbender. Unlock your uh, your chi. Yeah, yeah, basically, I forgot what they call it. <laughs> Is that a chi or shock? Actually, I think it was chakras. Chakras, yeah. yeah, chakras. And Aang left early and didn't finish the process, and then got fucked up by Azula. At times, very nearly died. Yep. Anywho, what'd you think? Geese is also a DLC character in Tekken 7. He is. These two characters have canonically fought. Yep. They've they, also they have. fought Negan from The Walking Dead and Noctis from Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> Tekken 7 is kind of wild. I hey, honestly su made I'm honestly surprised they don't have a Street Fighter character. Not going to be Smash. <laughs> All considering their failed crossover, they should have just tossed one in. They're supposed to be a second crossover. They're supposed to be a Street Fighter Cross Second and Tekken Cross Street Fighter developed oh, oh, oh. by the respective companies. And then no, Street Fighter Cross Akuma Tekken is in Tekken 7. Oh, that's right. He is. I forgot. Not he's in, he's in the game. It's, he's, he's, in the, he's in the game itself and has a rivalry with Heihachi that goes by. He, like, wants, I don't to, understand. he wants to kill Heihachi because Heihachi's wife pretty much asked him to. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I don't Good remember times. the full deal, but that's the but that's Akuma's story. It's like My... your wife asked me to kill you, so I'm here. 
Like, okay. <laughs> These fighting games are are completely ludicrous. They're like the best soap opera shit. Like, what in the world? Also, uh, Heihachi's best friend is Kuma, the grizzly bear. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Panda but, was like a, a, a prodigy of, of Kuma's or something. It's weird. Yeah. It's like a, after Heihachi loses the first, uh, I also King of Fighters, the first Tekken tournament to his son, he 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 uh, he secludes himself uh, with only Kuma as company, and he goes into hardcore training. Like, all right, <laughs> calm it down, man. You know who? You know who they should have added as another crossover character, though. Raicho from Mortal Kombat. Ooh. Oh, the drunk guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. Yeah, I would be down with that. Why not? I mean, Tekken, and then they had Gone, the the dinosaur in Tekken Two as well. I mean, it's just kind of all over the place. There's also Alex, um, the boxing Velociraptor. Yep, this is it's also the blessed series that gave us Mokujin and Tetsujin. Pac Man once rode them. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think Heihachi and, and Kuma fought Mokujin, and that was kind of how they trained. Um, so yeah, I know a whole lot more about Tekken. Obviously, I I don't know a lot about Geese's fighting style, so my lean is kind of naturally Heihachi. And also just how absurd Tekken is kind of leads into that as well. Um, I don't know, though. So I actually watched footage of both characters mm-hmm. and kind of like what their moves have been like over the years. And also a uh, combo showcase of them in King of Fighters 15 and Tekken 7 just to see what they are like right now. Uh, as far as what uh, Geese has, Geese has a lot of kicking-based techniques, uh, which... He's a little bit of punchy, but he, his, his normal attacks seem to be mainly kicks. He's got, like, a couple <laughs> command grabs, and he's got, like, some more energy-based uh, special moves. Because Tekken doesn't really have a lot of of energy-based and projectile-type attacks. It's mostly, like, kicks and punches. There's, there's some things with some characters. Like, obviously, Jin has his devil form, which is wild. But uh, Geese actually has projectiles like he has a floor projectile that's very similar if not identical to uh the move that terry uses for his standard special it's a version of that he can he has some move where he like hits the ground and sends like these like tendrils or claw marks of energy up around him uh and a few other things like that he's got he's got some like super move technique where he throws somebody up in the air he channels his energy and then as they're following throws out his arms and just fucking annihilates them. They're dead. It's nice. a kill move, essentially. So nice. some games I've seen it be attached with like either like a fire effect or like a thunder effect. But then in like the original games, there's like no special energy effect to it. Uh, but then also Heihachi, when I'm watching his videos and see his moves, it's just like, all right, uh, Kazuya does that Jeez. in Smash. Kazuya does that in Smash. Kazuya does that in Smash, and that in that and that Mm -hmm. oh dear i see why we added kazuya to smash and not heihachi it makes sense now because kazuya has the mishima art form but he also has the devil gene yeah like they they have like their own like variants of the same moves but they're still the same moves but just technically orchestrating them like in a little bit different of a way like you you 
throw your punch a little bit different and whatnot. Yeah. So Heihachi is, is yeah. Kazuya light or would be in terms of Smash, which really hurts him in my opinion. He's also known mostly as a grappler outside of those moves, which means which yeah. is kind he, of Incineroar now. Man, one of the uh, videos I saw, I think it was hit the his Tekken Seven reveal trailer. Like, there's like a good 10, 15 second chunk where it's just him using that attack on different characters, just repeatedly. He's like, "Okay, why are we showcasing this for ten seconds? This is insane." <laughs> It's a simple, like, he just grabs them and just, like, throws them over his shoulder in front of him. Geese, by the way, has a similar move, but he's actually throwing them back over his shoulder. Oh, interesting. Okay. And with a, like, actually, I think he might have two variants of that. And one of them has, like, a big old blast of electricity when they hit the ground. It's like, Jesus Christ. Also, yeah, so, he's really yeah. good at billiards. Interesting. Yeah. N not normally... You don't see uh, that kind of crossover, but an, an interest, so good for him. Counterattacks are actually big lore for him. Uh, he's able to, re it's said that he's able to reverse almost every kind of strike that's intended to be landed on him. So you could go mm -hmm. with something like and along that line. Uh, he can summon thunder, he can sense the presence of people nearby. So he's a human. <laughs> that last one. Uh, okay. But, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, it sounds like he and Terry do have a, a few things in, in each other's uh, books, but much less so than Heihachi. I, I think it's mainly just the standard, the standard special projectile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because the original game, they probably wanted Geese to like mirror Terry in a way for thematic reasons. So they gave mm -hmm. him that same attack. And the first game... They didn't seem to have like a lot of different moves, from what I could tell in a, in a video, but yeah, they it but really they started really added with more appearances. As, yeah, it it really started to ramp up with with Mark of the Wolves and and went from there. Um, yeah, I I think uh, yeah now that now that you elucidated on on Geese's move potential. Uh, I do think the choice is is clear um, from at least that standpoint. If if Kazuya had not been in Smash, yeah, um, my, would lead, my I would I would go Heihachi for sure. Um, but Geese is now strong competition, and I think uh, my vote be just, uh, just on the basis of being unique. Say that Kazuya is in the game, uh, Smash Six, and we get. And we have geese or hiachi. It's obviously a preferred geese. Yeah, it's like when, when <clears> we <throat> made these matchups, it was just like, man, hiachi and geese actually have a lot in common. It's actually kind of insane. It's like this was a really balanced matchup. And then I started looking into the moves for each and was like, oh, this is actually a really bad matchup. Because <laughs> hiachi, like, I, I think it's very unfortunate. Honestly, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I think this is part of the downside of Kazuya getting all of his other specials from Tekken as input moves in Smash, it kills mm -hmm. every other Mishima characters. Anybody that, any other character that fights the Mishima fighting style is, is lost. They're, they're out. You can't Bye, even, Jin. you can't even echo them because I mean, well, Jin, maybe you could echo because he also has the double genes, 
but mm-hmm. it kills Heihachi's chance because Heihachi can't even echo because mm-hmm. he's just gonna, he doesn't have the devil gene in him. And it would be weird to be like, okay, so Kazuya gets all these moves for inputs, but then but then Heihachi gets them on specials. Like that's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is this is one of the I think this is one of the clearest matchups that to me one of the matchups that most clearly shows the difference between like character preference to in Smash preference. Yeah, I I think Heihachi is vastly the more interesting character from an antagonist standpoint personally and there's a lot of weird and funny shit that goes on with the story uh but geese is the better choice to smash yep i agree <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. all right well hey hachi you've been dashed geese welcome to smash yeah i guess i mean just the sheer willpower to survive a, a four thousand foot drop for, for three, three months. months i guess yeah, good, good. How oddly specific as well. And it's, <laughs> it's also, it's also like in the, like, it's in the original Fate of Fear game where they literally had that text in there. It's like, oh, we're not even going to, like, have a sequel and then say he dies? Like, no, he just, no, we're just going to say here. It's like, all right, 30 months after the final <laughs> fight, he's dead. It's like, weird. All right. Yep. yep. Maybe yep. Lady Geese Howard will uh, do a better, will do better. I looked that up as you're talking about it. It's not, not a bad design, not not over the top. So it's it's all right. So I, I only saw uh, it was it was in a clip of just like evolution of Geese Howard moves, and they threw in that in there. It also threw in the Neo Geo Fate of Fury game, which I didn't know existed. It's like what? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Like all right. <laughs> Don't know, but yeah. The uh, okay, um, the the Terry one is kind of cringy. Okay, we're <laughs> just a little bit. Oh right, yeah, I forgot. That's what she looked like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, SNK heroines bad. tag team frenzy. It just doesn't seem like they had fighting in mind when they made that design. (laughs) (laughs) During a time after the events of King of Fighters 14, Terry wakes up into a dimension with other female friends. To her surprise, she found out she slash he, that's what the wiki says, she slash he, not my words, has a female body which put him in an embarrassing situation. It's literally... You wake up the next day in a reality and you're a girl now. They really went with that for the plot. Oh, dear. That's, that's such a strong trope in, in a lot of Japanese media, it wow. seems. Like, like Danganronpa does it um, ish. There's, I know there's a character in the first game that they comment frequently on their, the way that they dress or something, right? Not, not like that, though. Mm-hmm. It's that's a more complicated discussion. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Man. What? Yeah, this is... Um, I guess they what they would call smut. <laughs> like, just like... Ooh! Bottom barrel, kind of just... 
thing that happened that they did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that game exists. Like, like, uh, like the Senran Kagura's of the world, you know, like, okay. Uh, uh... Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. It's weird. Anyways, our next matchup. <laughs> We're going... Yeah. Another pair of characters that actually had more similarities than I realized they did when I put when I decided to pit them against each other. I was like, wow. They have so much in common. It's weird. Raiden <laughs> from Metal Gear and Viola from Bayonetta. Yep. All right. So, Mr. Metal Gear, I may have watched all the games this past. I mean, yep. I watched all the games past year, but you know them quite a bit better than I do. So, take it away. Raiden, also once upon a time known as Jack the Ripper, when he worked for the President of the United States. Jack. Um, <laughs> He is a mercenary, a new recruit, working for, uh, working at the big show with the Patriots, uh, with Foxhound. Uh, and you go through most of Metal Gear Solid 2, um, playing as him instead of Snake. It's it's kind of a fun they fake, you fake out. out that that pissed a lot of people off back in the day. Like you, you like, started a snake, snake, you play a snake for like, what, two, three, four hours? Something mm-hmm. along those lines? And then... You have a time skip, and you're right in now. It's like, what? Who the fuck's yep. this guy? And then <laughs> fucking the fake out again in Metal Gear Solid 3. It's like, you sons of bitches. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then he's just kind of, he's he's tag-teamed with, with Snake quite a bit through through uh, 4. And, yep. and uh, he becomes basically the cyborg ninja's replacement after he gets kind of fucked up um the third cyborg ninja really that's yeah that's true um and i think that this is where we'd probably predominantly come from we don't want it to be a snake clone that'd be silly uh he would he would come in with his metal gear solid 4 or metal gear rising uh move kit which he also already did in playstation all-stars battle royale as the yeah who who would what who would want who would to clone care a snake? at this point? No, no. Who would want yeah. to clone a snake? Like that's just silly. I don't know. It's it's, it's like, like it's the entire what? basis of the series of the fucking franchise. <laughs> uh huh. It's ca- caused me more more headaches trying to figure out yeah. on my own than I would like to really even say. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it and, lets some pretty cool cutscenes and. With the way Metal Gear has left off, ignoring anything with the company that owns it, uh, Raiden is pretty much the future of the series, or at least that's how it appears for now. Unless they decide to make more games and, like, in the past and, like, fill them into little chunks. Snake story? Solid Snake story? Pretty much done. Uh, Again, like, they could fill in holes, but I feel like you'd be better sort of just doing more with Big Boss or... Giving you giving mm-hmm. us a liquid snake keep even that'd be fucking wild. But yeah, right but as far as like mm-hmm. where the timeline is at at its most recent point, it's Raiden's story now. Yeah. The the story of the snakes is done. Yeah. It, canonically speaking. 
Um, and if they somehow manage to undo it and, and, ke- and keep, I mean, spoiler alert for an old game at this point, keep Snake alive past the fox die, what would be the point? Tekken anyway. DH Tehachi. That's true. Oh, I'm just saying. The sad thing is that I know if they revealed Solid Snake was alive, I'd be like, hell yeah. I mean, but, so, I mean, yeah. he's not dead. As far no. as we're aware, at the current point in time, he's not dead. He's just rickety. His mm-hmm. bones go creak when he raises his arm. They, for, yeah, it felt like a months long prognosis by the end of uh, Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah. But uh, maybe he's on the moon. Who knows? All right, Cap. <laughs> Captain Snake. Uh, Captain. Oh, if that's where they want to go with it, then sure. But Raiden will still be the main character. Yeah. More than likely. <laughs> Unless Sonny. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Could be. Let's do it. I... I... Sunny should be one of the main character should be one of the main support characters of the next Metal Gear game. Assuming it continues the timeline. I'm just gonna say that. Sunny deserves she's, to be a lead. She's a fun character. Like, Throw her in an apron and uh, get her going. Otacon has had his time. It's Sunny's mm-hmm. world now. Yeah, poor Otacon. Just don't have her make <laughs> eggs. No. No. Poor Otacon. His dad's a piece of shit. Holy shit. Because, again, like, I watched all the Metagame games uh, this past year, partly in preparation for this episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also just because it had been on my list to do for a long time. And, you know, when you first meet uh, Otacon's dad in Peace Walker, I believe, it's where he first appears, he's like, oh, okay, he doesn't seem that bad. Uh, Maybe Hal just misunderstood his father. It was a case of... Dad was never home, so I hate him. And then Metal Gear Solid Five happens. Like, wow, Huey, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> why? Why do we not get the yeah. chance to kill you? Yeah. You're awful. Yeah. You're a terrible person. This is true. Fuck Huey Emmerich so much. <laughs> He's the one villain you don't get to kill. No. He handles that himself. But Does he? I don't remember. Not quite so satisfying. Uh yeah. Alright, well that's that's Raiden. So well, I guess we move on to Viola now. Viola is um the the new character that's added into Bayonetta 3. Uh she was first revealed in like I want to say the second trailer for the game, and it was we were told it was like, oh yeah, she's gonna be a new playable character, which was crazy because up to this point Bayonetta was the only playable character outside of like multiplayer mode. I don't, I don't think Jean was even playable in Bayonetta 1 or 2. I don't think. Uh, her and Rodan are playable in the multiplayer but not in the story. I don't think. But Viola, um, she's an Umbra Witch much like Bayonetta does and at the beginning of the game, well Bayonetta 3 is all about the multiverse and a bunch of bad shit happening and she comes from one of these alternate realities where she is the, spoiler alert, I guess, even though the game really winks and nods at it heavily and just wait. I don't think they ever finally fucking confirm it until it's like at the ass end of the game. I, but Viola is yeah. the daughter 
of Bayonetta and Luca from another reality. So we got Bayonetta's daughter here in the ring. Uh, she has a katana, like Raiden. So there's a sim there's similarity one right there. Uh, and through the events of the game, she has she has her own witch time. Uh, instead of uh, working by like dodging attacks and encountering them, it's more like she, actually no, it's she has to parry to get her witch time. Which from the LPR I watched, he struggled. Activate her witch time a lot. And it sounds like that's a common thought that people don't like her witch time. Uh, she doesn't really use guns. Uh, she's more about her sword. Or maybe she doesn't get because it's... What the... She has darts. She has throwing darts, apparently. I missed this knowledge. She has throwing darts that are called bull kiss. Interesting name. Okay. Yep. Don't know. That's weird. Uh, but her big thing, whereas Bayonetta has like all these different summons of Madame Butterfly, Gamora, uh, and the rest of them whose names I just do not remember, but one of them is a giant spider, and I hate that personally. Uh, instead, Viola has one called Cheshire, which if you know Bayonetta, that's rather curious because one, that's the nickname that Luca, or that Bayonetta gives Luca, again, you know, an early hint that they're connected. And also, Cheshire is the name of the little stuffed animal toy that Cereza, that little baby Cereza has in Bayonetta 1, which Viola's Demon Summon Cheshire looks like a giant size of that little toy. Big hands about who her parents are right away, which is why I don't really consider it a spoiler, because they really heavy-hand it to you. They just refuse to outright give it to you. And um, when you summon Cheshire, he actually he is the sword. So mm -hmm. she's giving up her sword to summon this giant demon, and you don't command him. He just goes out and does his fucking thing. He runs around, he hits opponents with his claws, he's fucking brutalizing them, whereas Viola is pretty much left to doing hand-to-hand -hand combat at that point, and I guess darts that I didn't know she had. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> yes, with a zipline, which was given to her by her father, because that's what Luca's main mode of transportation is, is he uses a zipline that he throws around. <laughs> oh, apparently she also gains fairy wings. I forgot about that. So yeah, she also has, kind of similar to how it has the butterfly wings from, Mad from Madame Butterfly. Viola has a pair of fairy wings. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This... With the way Bayonetta 3 ends, uh, much like how Raiden is the future face of Metal Gear, Viola is the future face of Bayonetta. Bayonetta dies? Yes. <laughs> Clears up some issues with the every bayonetta. The you you meet so many different bayonettas in the across the multiverse. Egyptian bayonetta, Chinese bayonetta, all of them die. They all get <laughs> murdered. And then at the very end, it's actually a, the final fight is actually kind of interesting with the sequence because mm -hmm. there's more two more bayonettas join in in the final fight, and they have the exact same designs as the bayonetta from one and two. <laughs> Which is really cool. It's not the bayonetta from one and two because the bayonetta from one, two, and three is all the same character. But it's like mm -hmm. how you know the multiverse. Like you'll have like vastly different realities, but then there's also that reality that's just like a hair turn different. Mm -hmm. So that was a fucking cool sequence. But yeah, bayonetta dies, and in the end, uh, Rodan's just like, "So what's your Emperor Witch name gonna be?" She's just like, "Call me Bayonetta." It's like, <laughs> all right, Jesus. So, so Viola is Bayonetta now. 
Because Bayonetta's real name again is Cereza. Interesting turn of events. Um, and also, like, Kamiya recently was like, we could make, like, nine Bayonettas. We could just keep going and going I, and going. They've already said that Bayonetta 4 is going to uh, deal with the ending of Bayonetta 3. Some people say, okay, go to the Underworld or what the fuck ever and bring back Bayonetta. And that, that would, I would not be opposed to that being like the main story for with Bayonetta 4. But Viola is absolutely going to be the lead. Not yeah. counting the prequel then, spinoff that we're getting here pretty soon. And Bayonetta 5 um, will be like a God of War deal with Bayonetta and Viola. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Girl! <laughs> use your arrows! Oh, but I have darts! No. Use them! Okay. That's the that's the bonus of being in a fantasy world is you can pull that off and and not have a lot of of crap thrown at you. But unfortunately, we can't have that happen with Joel and The Last of Us. Anyway, girl, <laughs> take my place as the main character. Okay. <laughs> Interesting backstory. Um, I'm glad that the the third game has been pretty good. I I still haven't gotten it. I loosely know the story of the series, just not, not a whole, not vaguely. Like I was surprised to learn that she was a eight, like being as a kid, and I was like, yeah. okay, um, it was not then, well hidden at all. It, they no, there was no point to hide it. Yeah, that's. I like her design too. I mean, yeah. it's kind. It's almost like a. It's almost Dante esque, you know. It's it's like, just kind when of when you first kind, see kind of her, it's like this is a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think it works overall. Yeah. Uh and Raiden, I mean, yeah, he's he's a cool guy. I mean, you know, he's he's never going to be solid snake, but he's he's a cool second fiddle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing against him and, and he has a lot of cool shit. You know, I personally I was not the biggest Rising was the only game I ne- I didn't finish in in my ascent through Metal Gear Land, um, and frankly, that was because at the time, ten ish years ago, I was like, "Wow, this is a difficult game." <laughs> it's like, "Holy cow!" I just wasn't used to the playstyle, which is you again, finished it's a Metal Gear game. Acid. No, no, sorry, oh. I, I Metal Gear Acid two. No, uh, mm. out out of the Metal Gear games that I played. Of which it was not all of them, but it was the ones from the main story. <laughs> to oh. to be clear, so Portable um, Ops. Yes, I did play Portable Ops. Oh. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, so Viola has a bunch of shit that you kind of went over. Yeah, uh, right in um, combo heavy ninja. Dude, and, they're, and they're both capability. combo heavy and ninja esque. Interesting. Like, fuck. Like yeah. they both have a katana as their primary weapon, but then mm-hmm. the difference is uh, that neither neither one of them uses guns like their uh, their counterpart does. Mm-hmm. But Raiden is more about I am a cyborg ninja, so I can twist my body in these really weird fucking ways and do crazy combos. And then Rising also gave him a few. Uh, it's it classically, you know, with these action games, you beat a boss, you get a weapon from them. It's a thing. I don't remember Viola actually gets weapons from bosses in Bayonetta 3 or not. I don't remember. I know Bayonetta does. 
I don't know if Viola does. But uh, Raiden, the only weapon I remember him having is like this gigantic fucking staff that he gets in Rising. And that's because the LPR I watched pretty much only used that one for the other weapons. Uh, and then Viola, like basically the big differences between them are Raiden has a few of these extra weapons and can do weird body contortion. And Viola is just like giant demon bear. Which, to be fair, is quite a sell. To be fair, it's quite a sell. Yep. I looked it up just now. Yeah, Raiden does have a few. Uh, his unique weapons include a pole arm, uh, some size, you know, like Electra has, or pincher blades. So blades that are, what, let me look this up. Pincher? They, that makes me feel like uh, Voldo's claws. They look similar to, they're, they're like a giant version of it it's kind of given like a shredder from ninja turtle kind of vibe so wolverine yeah oh um but dual handed they they look like saws but there's two of them they're like they're like a pair of scissors okay. what are they called it's weird pincher blades like a pincher bug uh yeah <clears throat> Oh, bloodlust. Okay. Well, the great. Thank you, Wiki, for not giving me. Okay, here's a picture. Uh, no, those are just two swords. That's that's just oh, a fucking okay. a fucking saw. That's a fucking large <laughs> saw blade. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he has bloodlust because these large saw blades. Then he has size, and then mm -hmm. the fucking pole arm, which is mm -hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, and he, uh, I don't know. You can you can pull from other things too. Like in his time in Metal Gear Solid, he's a he's also a drone pilot. Uh, she wanted to go that route. Yeah, you can throw Maybe in some guns from from his first appearance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no reason why not because Snake in Smash does not cover guns at all. So oh. yeah, see, you can you can toss one in there. Um, call it a day. Um, probably something like a Gatling gun would, would make sense. Uh, these are both characters with a whole lot to them. Both because pretty Combo much because heavy of Game. action RPGs. Mm -hmm. Who are both worked on by Platinum Games. And who both would <laughs> offer a second character to their series. Yes. Interesting. Um, I was thinking in my head for a second. It's like, Again, oh, well, this character would... are perfect. Yeah. Honestly, they are. They are. This is this turned out more interesting than I thought it would be. Yeah. And, and um... I, I paired these together before I watched Bayonetta three or any of Metal Gear. So it's like, yeah, sure, these two make sense. I'm just like, oh my god, I fucking mm -hmm. get gold. Mm -hmm. uh, and you did. And now, where are we going to go with this gold? Which which direction are we going? I mean. I do have a lean. Um, mm -hmm. And this lean mostly is when you look at these two characters' differences. And then also, I guess, their personalities, because one character is a little bit dry. Let's be honest. One character's a little bit dry. Uh, but then if I'm looking at like what they can do, Raiden is like 90% his sword. 
95% his sort of really. As far as like where Raiden is right now, and I feel like if Smash gets Raiden in, it's pulling from Metal Gear 4, it's pulling from Rising. We're very minimal of anything of Metal Gear 2, I feel like, would be used for him outside of like maybe referencing like some dialogue or whatnot or a codec conversation where he talks to uh, the colonel or something. Uh, Viola, though, oh, well, again, you know, her most of her combat is the sword as well. She does have the hand, she can throw away her sword to summon Cheshire, which means that she's not able to use. Uh, witch time because she needs her sword to do the counter so that's kind of the interesting uh, risk and reward type thing that you can do with her and she's got her darts that she can toss as though what they exactly do I don't know uh, <clears throat> she does not have the bullet arts that Benetta or Jajan have uh, she has masquer like uh, she has her own demon masquerade thing that I don't fully understand. Because again, you know, I'm just, it's been a while since I've watched, so it's not quite fresh in my mind. But she has her, <clears> like, <throat> a transformation form that she could use for, like, a Final Smash type of deal. Or just to, like, do a dash attack for us and, like, do a claw swipe or something. I don't know. But it's pretty much do you want cybernetics and twisty shit and just, like, sword combos? Or do you want. A little bit of magical flair and a fucking demon bear. <clears throat> My lean yeah. is the magical flair and demon bear. Yeah, the demon bear sells it. <laughs> I mean to be to be clear. Uh yeah, Raiden um is a character he's cool. He's got some tricks up his sleeves. He's a good guy, you know, but I, I was also Again, Solid Snake, to me, uh, always stayed the most interesting character of the yeah. two. So Snake um, and Big Boss, easily. They're both great mm -hmm. characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Big Boss is... I, I, I think Big Boss probably edited out Solid Snake by a hair for me. Honestly, um, fair. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I want Metal Gear to continue, and if it's going to continue with Raiden, so be it. I will definitely play the games. Um, but I'm less attached to him than I am to this, uh, theoretical idea of, of Viola, who has, or Viola, who has so many different things up her sleeves and doesn't sound like just a carbon copy Bayonetta, yeah. like Sean would be. Um, so Jean although Raiden Sean is... would literally be an echo, just the exact mm -hmm. same. Could Jean, happen, but Sean's yeah. gameplay segments in Bayonetta three because she's also playable. Uh, in order to avoid her being just a carbon copy of Bayonetta, she's only playable in this two D platformer like sections. That's the only time Sean is playable. That's how they make her unique. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I mean, sounds fun, but Jesus. Uh, so yeah, I, I'll go um, the Bayonetta route on this one. Well, Viola yep. is the winner, it seems. I honestly, I thought we were going to have a, a tiebreaker here and that the tiebreaker would overwhelmingly be for Raiden. I was like, there's no way Viola was a tiebreaker. I no think that Raiden way. would have been a tiebreaker as well. But, um, and he's, he's a celebrated character for a reason. But uh, I think that she has more interesting things up her sleeve. Uh, from a mechanic standpoint, I think that she has an interesting 
design um, and as the face of Bayonetta moving forward uh, may offer more to gaming in the long run than a character from a series who that may be dead. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Metal Gear's not dead. It's got a pachinko machine. True, and it's survived. Literally. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> I didn't watch every Metal Gear game because I didn't watch Survive. Fuck that. I, also, I watched a guy... I also quit time. watching Acid because like, this sad. is not fun. This is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else, I think, I did watch. Uh, I just skipped Acid and Survive. Well, and Acid, too, technically. Mm-hmm. But I think everything else mm-hmm. I saw... Something wild. Oh, yeah. A- yeah. The the card game. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna And, and Acid that. isn't canon to the main timeline, either. Portable Ops, even, is, like, half canon, half not. Sometimes it's canon, sometimes it isn't. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I am going Viola. All right. Well, then we have our winners for today's Smasher Dash. Geese Howard and Viola, also known as Bayonetta. Uh, and they'll be returning again once we get to our Tournament of Champions 4 at the end of the season. We'll see uh, if they're able to come, how far they'll go in that tournament. Personally, I'm going to doubt either of them wins, but who knows? Oh, uh, Geese is going to go all the way. Geese versus Dog. Fuck. <laughs> uh, it's like like look, looking at like who we have coming up for the rest of the year for Smash Bros. I honestly don't know who will win. I have a couple that I think are like have higher chances than others, but this might be our weirdest overall year of Smash Bros. contenders yet. Which you know, if you're not repeating characters, that's gonna fucking happen eventually. This is an oddball year, that's for sure. There's. There's a lot of interesting and bizarre matchups coming up. Yeah, um, I, I see maybe two two care like literally maybe two characters that have an edge above the rest, but I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I see like three, but two of mm-hmm. them are going against each other. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Well, probably see. looking. We're probably looking at the same fucking thing. Anyway. Probably. All right. Well, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and draw this one to a close for our next episode on topic. You know, that's how the cycle goes with us. And it's a sequel episode. What? That sounds weird. Well, last season, we put on our hats and we sorted some characters into Hogwarts houses. But we only got through a third of the roster. So we, so we got Curbwalker on the phone and was like, hey, you want to do part two of that Harry Potter Smash Brothers Sorting Hat episode? And he's just like, yeah, might. I'll do that. Sign me up. And it's happening. We're doing part two. I don't think we're going to get to the whole roster uh, in this episode. We'll probably get through, you know, the rain, like, another third. Another third. And then we'll, we'll probably do part three in season five. I'm going to guess. Unless yep. by that point, Curb was like, no, nah, might. Fuck you. I don't have anything to do with you anymore. And then, you know what? That'll be it. Or yep. we'll do it ourselves. Hmm. What would this Emmy be sorted into? Well, it doesn't have a mind of its own. So it doesn't. Yeah. it's a muggle. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hufflepuff. Nah, it's a muggle. Okay. <laughs> Fair. All right. That's it. 
Get out. Go, go Azurda. Go find something else to watch or listen to.